Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. We'll continue on where we left off last week. Uh, uh, we discussed Al-Isra uh, uh, last week. Inshallah, today we will talk about the interaction of uh, uh, the people from Marina to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As we uh, talked about it last week, that uh, uh, even though the interaction of the people from Medina or the Ansar, it started off prior to uh, Al-Isra' al-Mi'raj, but uh, just for the sake of uh, um, a better understanding or a flow that we can understand, we left out a little bit part of when Rasulullah started talking to uh, the Sahaba, uh, uh, the people who came from Medina at that time. Uh, as we know that uh, in this uh, second phase of uh, Meccan time, when uh, the da'wah uh, reached to the level where Rasulullah was commanded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reach out to other tribes of the uh, of the Arabian Peninsula, uh, which was besides the, the people of uh, of the Mecca, and um, while Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was reaching out to those tribes, uh, there were uh, some of the individuals who entered into folds of Islam, but uh, all the tribes uh, they either reject, rejected the call of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam outrightly, completely, or some of them. They tried to uh, compromise, make some sort of a compromise with Rasulullah Sallallahu uh, and Rasulullah Sallallahu in both cases uh, did not get a positive, positive response that he was looking for, which was uh, complete submission uh, to Islam, to the will of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, without any kind of a condition, without any kind of a compromises. Because we, we do have to understand when we say the word compromise, sometimes. Uh, living in today's time period, uh, we think of uh, the word compromise is a is a is something positive. As you are being flexible, is something positive. It depends in some certain circumstances. This is true, while in others, for us, actually, it can be haram for us. Meaning, as uh, we discussed that last week as well, the hadith of Aisha radiallahu uh, anha that talks about whenever Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Uh, was given a choice. He he chose the easier one, easier of the two. But and the continuation of the hadith is, and Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam did not commit a sin, and he was the farthest away from the sin. And uh, actually, if we look at this hadith, this hadith is mentioned in uh, Sahih al-Muslim, and uh, the chap- the title of the chapter because. All the hadith that we see are have uh, titles in uh, Sahih Muslim and Sahih Bukhari. You see that, and the title of the chapter where this hadith is mentioned is actually the choosing of uh, choosing of an easier uh, opinion, uh, easier way within the two mubah, 
and Rasulullah Sallallahu was farthest away from the sin. This is the kind of a title that uh, Fahim Muslim has for where this hadith is mentioned. So when we talk about the Rasulullah chose the easiest of, uh, of the two, uh, it's talking about two mubah, two permissible actions. Among those two, Rasulullah Sallallahu chose the easier one. Okay. And when it comes to what I was trying to say, when we talk about, so this is not considered as compromise when we are choosing the easier among the two. Uh, compromise normally means that there is one way somebody is proposing and there's another way somebody else is proposing and they're trying to meet in the middle. So each party is given, giving in something. Now, when Rasulullah as a messenger, he was uh, conveying the message from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, uh, and the people were trying to compromise with the deen of Allah that means Rasulullah would have had to give in something from Islam to compromise that of course that was not allowed and the very same things apply to us as well we cannot give in Islam we cannot give part of the Islam just to please somebody that's a, 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 that's a normal thing for us as Muslims, we understand that. Uh, but uh, between the mubah, that's a separate issue. But when it comes to a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we cannot say that we can compromise on the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, so having said that, uh, none of those tribes uh, responded back to Rasulullah positively, and some of them responded, you know, very bad manner actually and uh, uh, probably the the worst among them was uh, the tribe of Abu Hanifa uh, doing all this hardships uh, the Muslims and Rasulullah uh, were going through some of the individuals entered into folds of Islam we talked about that and also Rasulullah used to go to every time there was a Hajj uh, happening Rasulullah would go to uh, reach out to anybody who any of those tribes were visiting the Kaaba. He would go and approach them and offer them Islam and ask them for Nusra now or ask them for support. Uh, there were some people uh, who came from Medina. There was the 11th year of the Nabuwa uh, of the Prophethood, uh, the call of the Islam of the uh, call of the Islamic call, and uh, there were six people who came from uh, Medina, Yathrab, at that time actually the city was uh, named Yathrab and uh, they came and they were, uh, uh, they were in, in Mina and they, uh, Rasulullah was with his companions Abu Bakr and Ali and they, uh, they went to Mina and they, saw six, they, they met six people and those six people were from Yathrab uh, and they were actually, all six of them were from Khazraj and Rasulullah asked them that if uh, uh, they are the people who have uh, alliances with Yahud, with the Jews over there. And uh, they said yes. And those six people, uh, just for the record, I'll just mention the names. Uh, those six included uh, As'ad bin Zurara, Auf uh, bin Al-Harith, Rafi' bin Malik, Qutbah uh, bin Amir, then Uqba bin Amir, Jabir bin Abdullah. These are the six from Khazraj. They came. And uh, Rasulullah said, Okay, if you are those, uh, then Rasulullah said, Then why not sit down for a little while and I'll speak to you? 
And then he, uh, the, uh, right away, they accepted the offer of Rasulullah wasallam. And the reason of their acceptance of the offer of Rasulullah wasallam was because uh, uh, the information about Rasulullah was going out of Mecca as well. People were becoming aware of there is a person named Muhammad wasallam. He is uh, he is calling for a new religion according to their understanding and uh, uh, he calls himself the prophet so this information they were hearing and uh, uh, this is why they sat down another reason was and the Khazraj actually um, uh, the, the Aus and Khazraj both even though uh, in this case they were all six were from Khazraj but people from Medina either they were from Aus or Khazraj they used to refer them as from Khazraj because Khazraj was a bigger tribe. So uh, when uh, these people, they came, uh, they, they, these people were aware of it, uh, Rasulullah or actually the uh, coming of a new prophet. Because they used to hear from the Jews. The Jews used to say that uh, a prophet will come and we will, uh, uh, we will kill you the, the, the people of uh, the, the, the Medina, like the, the people of Ad and Aram were eradicated before. This is how they used to say, they used to threaten uh, the people. Now, the, uh, the, 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 the people who referred as Ansar later on, uh, and they used to be uh, Mushrikeen before Rasulullah uh, came to them. So when they uh, heard about Rasulullah they, and when Rasulullah approached them also, they talked to each other actually among themselves. And they said, we should hurry up before the Jews actually. And they embraced Islam uh, because they, they wanted to uh, surpass the Yahud in this to, to accept Rasulullah as the Prophet. And uh, uh, they, they came into fold of Islam uh, and they, they hasted to join him. Uh, as the uh, uh, as uh, uh, the, uh, the people like Ibn Hisham has mentioned, uh, we uh, and then when they were uh, they embraced Islam, they said to Rasulullah, "We have left our community, for no tribe is so divided by hatred and rancor as they are. Allah may cement our ties through you. So let us go and invite them to this religion of yours. And if Allah unites them uh, in it, no man will be dearer than you." So they tell, told Rasulullah and then they went back to uh, Medina. So here, uh, this is the first interaction of the people of Medina like this, that they entered into folds of Islam, and they, uh, now they, they wanted to go back and they call, want to call, uh, uh, they want to call their own people towards Islam also. Now, after uh, these handful of people, they went back, uh, this is the 11th year of, uh, of the Nabuha we are talking about. Rasulullah sallallahu another incident happened here at that time was Rasulullah sallallahu got married to Aisha radiallahu anha. Now, there are numerous ahadith on this subject that uh, are mentioned, which are uh, Hassan and Sahih ahadith, collection of that, that talks about that. that when Rasulullah sallallahu had the... the the marriage done with Aisha, she was six. And the consummation happened when she was nine. Now, uh, there are hadith which are mentioned as, for example, I'll uh, mention uh, at least one of them. 
which is mentioned in Bukhari. Uh, the hadith says, an Aisha radiallahu anha, anna nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, tazawwajaha wa hiya bintu sitti sinin. When she, she was married to her, he, she was six. Wa bana biha wa hiya bintu tis'i sinin. And then, when married her, meaning uh, uh, consum- consummated the marriage, she was nine years old. Uh, so, and the hadith continues on that talks about, and when Aisha, when Rasulullah passed away, she was 18. Now, the reason I am talking about this is um, for us to understand one of the things about the, the marriage of Aisha to Rasulullah was because this was the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Rasulullah to marry Aisha. That was one thing. And uh, one of the hadith mentions actually, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one uh, who married Aisha and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now, many of the Orientalists, uh, they raise a big issue out of this, that Rasulullah sallallahu married Aisha at such a young age. Uh, just want to bring a couple of points here. One, uh, it was not an issue that's a strange thing. When this happened in the time of Rasulullah, this was not an issue even among the enemies of Islam at that time. Okay? Because that was a common practice at that time. And uh, uh, even as we talked about in the prior talks, even Rasulullah made his own daughters at a very young age. So this thing about the age perspective was a common thing at that time, okay? And it continued on for centuries even after that as well. Now, the question that we should be asking is not, what is the right age to get married? The question we should be asking, whether we are Muslims or even the one who are try, uh, the, trying to raise issues who are not Muslims against this point is, who has the right to define what is right and wrong? That's the point should be discussed. Not all those things around it. And this is what we fail to understand most of us. Instead of thinking that who decides what is right and wrong, meaning is it me or collect, collect, collection of many people, or all of them have to agree upon something to call it right or wrong. Or it has to be by the one who created not only all of us, but every, everything in the heavens uh, and the earth is created by the creator. So I can either go by my own mind or the minds of everybody collectively even, or I can go by the commands of the one who created this aql itself also, or the mind itself, or everything else uh, in the universe. So when we look from that perspective, it becomes clearer. So the, the discussion of age is not the thing that we should be getting into. Rather, we should be discussing who has the right to define what action is right and what action is wrong. And when we look from that angle, it becomes clear for us that because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who allowed this, then it is a valid action. Okay? So we go by what Allah has allowed and what Allah has disallowed or Allah has prohibited. This is the way 
we should look at these kind of a, uh, rulings actually. Now, and inshallah, we can talk about this subject uh, if there is any questions uh, after the talk as well. Uh, after that, uh, uh, these six uh, uh, Muslims, newly Muslims who became Muslim, uh, came from Medina. They went back to uh, they went back to Medina or Yathrib at that time, and they started pro- propagating Islam. And they were able to uh, take Islam to all the people, whether they accepted or not. All the people who later became Ansar. So those houses, the Islam reached every house. Somebody in the house was talking about, about Islam at that time. Now, uh, so after that, these, uh, uh, the following year, you know, the first year, the six people came to Rasulullah The following year, uh, the 12 people came to Rasulullah during the Hajj time again. And uh, when they came, out of those, uh, uh, in these 12, five were the ones from the way, the same six that came. The one who left behind was Jabir bin Abdullah. He did not come. But the five of those and seven new ones who came. And those seven included uh, Ma'ad bin Al-Harif, uh, Dakwan bin Abdul Qais, Ubadah bin Ashamit, Yazid bin Fa'laba, Al-Abbas bin Ubadah. Remember this name also, because many of the people get confused by this Al-Abbas bin Ubadah with uh, Abbas bin Abdul Muttalib. When the second uh, uh, second pledge or the ba'ah happened uh, between Rasulullah and the people who came back from Medina. Because they, both the Abbas were present. Yes. Jabir ibn Abdullah. He did not come the second time. But the first time he was the Jabir ibn Abdullah. The, yes. The narrator of the hadith. Um, Jabir ibn Abdullah ibn Haram. Uh, no, Jabir ibn Abdullah ibn Riyad. Yes. Ibn Haram, okay. He's not ibn Haram. He is Jabir ibn Abdullah ibn Riyad. Riyad, that's yeah. another one. Yes. Uh, but I, I want to bring up the issue of the Al-Abbas because I have seen many times people mix these two Abbas when it comes to the second bayah that Rasulullah uh, had between the uh, people from Medina. Uh, anyway, so these two, uh, so I went to Al-Abbas, and then the uh, 11th one was Abu Haytham, and this Abu Haytham and Uwain uh, bin Sa'ida, these two were from uh, Al-Aws. So the rest of them were from uh, from Khazraj, these two were from Al-Aws. So now this time when they came, they have people from Al-Aws tribe also. Okay. Uh, now they came to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and uh, uh, they they took the the bear that that in the, that included the words like we will not worship anyone but Allah subhanahu wa taala, we will not steal, neither we will commit adultery nor kill our children, we will not utter slander, uh, intentionally forging falsehood, and we will not disobey you in any maruf. Okay, so this was. So the, the first bay'ah, or the oath of allegiance, that was given to Rasulullah was on these things. Look, the first point is, this is a bay'ah, it's not talking about entering into folds of Islam. These are two different things. As a matter of fact, as I mentioned already, 
Five of the twelve were the ones who already became Muslim in the previous year. Now when they came this time, they are giving the bay'ah, an oath. They're talking, they're taking an oath of allegiance to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam about specific points. After, sorry, after having the, the accepting Islam. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's after that. Okay. After that, they became Muslim. So what I'm saying say is, this is not the thing that brought them into the folds of Islam. They were already Muslims. Now they are giving a bay'ah about specific points. Then it goes on. What's the difference? Uh, giving the bay'ah to Rasulullah means you have to come. Uh, well, we'll talk about that, inshallah, in Q&A. Uh, uh, let me go through the, uh, the subject first, cover it. So uh, let's keep the questions. Uh, it will be easier this way, otherwise uh, it will become a bit confusing. Uh, and when they had, uh, so after they, they took the pledge, Rasulullah said, he, he, he who carries it out, Allah will reward him. And who neglects anything and is afflicted in, the, in this world, it may prove redemption for him in the hereafter. And if the sin remains hidden from the eyes of the men and no grief comes to him, then his affair is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he may forgive him or he may, may not. Okay, so meaning if somebody has committed a sin, he can, uh, uh, he can ask for forgiveness or some redemption, a kafara. He pays the kafara, whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained about that at that time. And then if it is not uh, caught by anybody's eyes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala covered it. Now, uh, this is, we know, the no, uh, common uh, thing about, normal thing about, uh, about a sin. If Allah has covered a sin and uh, there is no... Uh, punishment has occurred, no kafara has been done. Now in that case, this is between him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah may forgive him, Allah may punish him. It depends on if the tawbah has been uh, accepted or not. Okay. <clears throat> then uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa after this, he sent uh, an envoy, or if you want to call it uh, an ambassador. Uh, with these uh, 12, uh, which was uh, Musa'ab, uh, Musa'ab ibn Umayr al-Abdari radiallahu anh. So uh, he was uh, uh, he was the uh, he was the first Muslim ambassador if you want to call him, because Rasulullah sent him to Medina with uh, the, the, the people who became Muslim and they gave the bayah to Rasulullah and the purpose of sending uh, Musa'ab uh, to Medina was so he can teach the people about Islam. Now he, he's the one who's going to teach them what Islam was about. And the people, the newcomers were coming into the fold of Islam as well. And uh, uh, he used to teach them uh, in uh, different ways, different times. Uh, and one of the incidents which, which has a great importance in uh, uh, in the in the life of the Muslims from Medina was when Rasul when Musa'ab bin Umair uh, he was uh, with the Sahabi his name was Asad bin Zurara he is the one who actually hosted Musa'ab also in Medina now <clears throat> Asad bin Zurara and Musa'ab bin Umair they were sitting by a well and Musa'ab was teaching. Uh, the newly converts of Islam about what uh, about the teachings of Islam. Now, while he was teaching, uh, two of the chiefs of uh, of the tribes, one was Usaid bin Hudayr, and the other one was Saad bin Muad. 
And Sa'ad bin Mu'adh who became a Muslim later on, they were not Muslims at that time. Uh, he, was, uh, he was a maternal cousin of uh, As'ad bin Zurara. So they were actually, they, they saw Mus'ab is, is sitting with the, these new Muslims. Um, and uh, As'ad was talking, uh, Sa'ad bin Mu'adh was telling Usayd that. Uh, about the situation of Mus'ab, that he's, he has come from Mecca and he is actually leading their people of the Medina uh, to a new religion. And they are, uh, they are, going, they are leaving their, the religion of their ancestors and following a new religion. So according to their understanding, he was misguiding from their uh, ancestors' uh, religion. So what uh, uh, Sa'ad said uh, to Usaid, Allahu anhuma, that uh, he said uh, he's misguiding, so now uh, Usaid became angry. And uh, the reports talk about it, he had a spear in his hand, and he started walking towards Mus'ab. And over there, actually, uh, when he went there, he started, uh, uh, some of the reports saw that he was saying some bad words towards them. And uh, when Mus'ab saw him, he said it to him calmly, and the words are like this, If you are pleased with our talk, Musab said calmly, If you are pleased with our talk, you can accept it. You should hold to it in a... Uh, you can accept it. Should you hold it in abhorrence, you could freely immunize yourself against what you hate. That is... So, when he heard that, when, when he heard that, uh, Usaid, he said that's fair. Meaning... Musa'ab actually uh, calmed him down and he offered him something now. He's trying to say, why don't you just listen to us what, what we have to offer? If you like it, that's good. But if you don't like it, you can continue to have your attitude the way you have it. So now Seth sat, sat down and he started listening. So now, what Musa'ab did, he uh, quoted him some of the verses from the Quran. And as they started explaining about Islam. Uh, Usaid uh, as he was listening to the Quran and listening to Musab, right away his face started to change. The person who came with anger, and actually report says he came with anger and he had a spear and he, he put him into the sand. You know like uh, in anger you come to somebody and you have something like this and you put him in the ground. So he, he did like this. And now when he listened to the Quran, his face started to change. And uh, he, he realized that this is the haq, this is the truth. Now, there's an interesting point here that I want to make sure that we understand clearly what uh, Usaid's response was. Usaid's response after understanding that this is the truth was not like this, carry on what you're doing good. Right? His, his response was not that. Once he understood this is how, this is the truth, now Usaid's response is, Tell me, how can I join this work now? And this is, the, this is what happens as a human being. When we know something is right, and there's no doubt in there remaining, then you want to do, you want to know, I want to do that too. Because this hut is not just a minor thing of making uh, 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 a few, few bucks here and there. You're talking about this haq means here, you're talking about your eternal life after death. You're talking about eternity 
to this small life that we are living on this world. So you want you, that when he that became clear to him, his answer question was, how can he uh, embrace Islam also now? Okay. Now upon this, it was responded to him that that uh, uh, the way you enter into folds of Islam, you uh, have clean clothes, you uh, uh, clean yourself, and then they showed him how to pray, pray to Raka. Uh, he he prayed to Raka and embraced Islam. Now. The very same Usaid, now he says, after he became a Muslim, that he said, uh, uh, he said about the Sa'ad bin Mu'ad, that this man, when he's going back, he said, if this man becomes a Muslim, he is very influential among his people. They will enter into force of Islam if he becomes a Muslim. So he said, okay, he's going to go and talk to him. Now, <clears throat> when he started going back, Sa'ad can see, oh sorry, Sa'ad bin Mu'ad can see right away that this is not the same Usaid coming back who went in that direction before. Because, you know, you, you can tell by somebody's face that uh, if his attitude has changed about something, with the anger and with whatever uh, uh, attitude he went towards Mus'ad, now when he's coming back, Sa'ad bin Mu'ad can tell this is a different Usaid coming back. Now, when now he wanted to call him, somehow he wanted to, wanted uh, Sa'ad to listen to Islam, call of Islam. So he actually created a diversion because Sa'ad asked him that uh, about uh, the uh, Sa'ad posed a question to him that uh, let me get the specific wordings. Okay, so, so to a question posed by Sa'ad, Usaid said, uh, okay, so he was actually, uh, sorry, I, I don't have that specific statement, but uh, Sa'ad actually, uh, uh, Usaid bin Hudayr, what he did was, he actually told Sa'ad that there are some people from another tribe, they're up to uh, killing his, uh, his cousin, uh, As'ad bin Zurara. So right away, Sa'ad, out of his uh, love of his cousin and the tribal, uh, uh, you know, the connections that people have, this is his uh, maternal cousin that somebody is up to kill him. So right away, he, got, he, he went to uh, Musa bin Umair and Asad bin Zurara to figure out what's going on. When he goes there, everything seemed calm. So he realized that Usaid tricked him, tricked him in a good sense. So now he, when he goes there, now he starts talking to them and Mus'ab offered him Islam the very same way as he was talking to uh, Usaid. Now uh, Sa'ad bin Mu'ad, right away, he had the similar kind of a change as Usaid did. Now when Usaid goes back now, he became a Muslim the same way and now he goes back to his tribe. And uh, he said to his uh, people, uh, his tribe, that he will never talk to any of them unless they become Muslim. And the report talks about, which is mentioned by Ibn Hisham, that, that says that by the evening, the whole tribe of Sa'ad bin Mu'ad became Muslim. Now, <clears throat> Mus'ab, he continued to uh, uh, stay in Medina and continued his, his job. 
But uh, I would like to make sure that we understand one, uh, this aspect of uh, Sa'ad bin Mu'ad and Usaid bin Hudayr. It is important to, to take the lesson from here. Uh, these were two influential people of Medina or Yathrib at that time. But when, they were, uh, when the Islam was given to them, they did not try to look for excuses to do something else, even though, uh, or to say, fine, this is something good that you guys are doing, continue your work. Then both of their response were, they want to know how they can embrace this religion, how can they do the things that these Sahaba were doing. And they entered into folds of Islam as well. The reason I'm, I'm stressing this point is, many a times it happens among ourselves. We are convinced with a lot of things that yes, this is something right to do. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from me. This is what can take me to Jannah as well. But we continue to procrastinate or delay it and think of it. Yes, this is a fart, but somebody else can do it. It is not my job. Or I am doing my share of I go to prayer, I go to fast, I do all my things. Fine, this is also a fard, but this is somebody else who do it. So we should not be the one who should be delaying these kind of things. Right? So that, that this is a lesson that when we read the, the seerah, whether for, for Rasulullah or the Sahaba, we should remember that we are reading that so we can, uh, we can get, learn the lessons out of uh, their lives and we can implement in our lives also. Okay? Um, uh, so uh, after the, this, uh, when Musab was here, after the first uh, bay'ah that was given to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, Musab continued to be in Medina uh, until the following year, which was the thirteenth year of the uh, Nabuwa, uh, when uh, Musab bin Umair returned to Mecca, and along with him. There, uh, he went with a glad tidings about that how Islam was spreading in Medina. Because when he went there this time, uh, there were uh, the ones who were with him were about 70, uh, <laughs> 70 plus uh, men and women who went with Musa bin Umar. The previous year there were about 12. Actually, they started off in the 11th year, there were six, and then following year became 12. And now, now they were about 70 plus, including men and women. There were two women and the rest of them were men. They were from both from Aus, Al-Aus and Al-Khazraj, both tribes. Uh, 70 plus, I think it was 71 and two, uh, 70, 73 plus two. I think there were 73 men and two, two women. Uh, when we get there, inshallah. So were from both tribes? Yes. They were from both tribes. As, as we talked about this, even the, among the 12, two of them were from Al-Aus. Okay. Right? The first six were all Khazrat. Then the next year, like among the twelve, two of them from al the rest of them were Khazrat, and this one has both again. So, uh, uh, I will not go into the second uh, pledge today, because I think that needs a little bit more uh, um, detail, because it is important to spend time there, so we have a better understanding. Uh, we'll stop here today, inshallah. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sira are available at 
islampodcasts.com, as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.